Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome, America, to the Rudy Giuliani Show on WABC. And once again, welcome to the new year. Here we are, 2023. To me, it's the gateway to 2024, but I'm sure it's an important year in and of itself. And it, and it is an important year in and of itself. Before I keep him too long, I've asked... Uh, I've asked the wonderful Dominic Carter to remain behind for a few minutes because he just finished about, I don't know if it was a week or a week and a half, covering for uh, our good friend Greg Kelly. And I listen always usually to the last half hour, sometimes the entire hour of the Greg Kelly show, this week the Dominic Carter show. And I have to tell my old friend who used to cover me like a bulldog when I was mayor, uh, always fairly but very tough, I have to tell him he is a really, really good news. He's a journalist. There are about 10 of them. <laughs> Dominic, so someday I'm going to make a little museum of my own. And I'm going to put the 10 in there. I'm, I'm, I'm actually maybe at seven right now, and you're one of them. You were terrific, Dominic. And Mr. I agree Mayor. with them. You deserve to be on during the day, and, and there's got to be a way to have room for you because we need all the good voices we can get to fight for freedom of speech, and you're one of them, my friend. Mr. Mayor, you know, all I can say is thank you for your positive words. Um, it's wonderful to be here with you. Yes. I. Me I, too. Me too. I, Do you know that? Me I, too. I, I, I did cover you. And uh, it, it's been written about in some books that, yes, I, I was a bulldog covering you as mayor. But the reason why, I just want to say this, Mr. Mayor, it's very important that I state this. You are going to go down in history, and I've said this before, as the best mayor ever of New York City. Wait, Mr. I, I, Mayor. I, I let, didn't even want you to say this now because I don't want people to think I put you on no, for no, that you, reason. No, 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 no. You didn't. And every time I bring this up to you, you really don't want to hear it. And that's that's why I'm saying it. Because nobody covered you harsher or stronger than I did on television, and you were always a gentleman let me about ask it. You, let me ask you a question, and I want you to ask answer this from your heart. Okay. Did you ever really think I was, like, really personally angry at you? No, the the truth is the truth is, Mr. Mayor. Wait, sometimes no, 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 Mr. Mayor. Always respected you. The truth is, I I knew I knew that you liked me, just like (laughs) I just like I liked you. But 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 we we both had jobs to do. We did. And so and so you know you're the mayor of New York City. But Mr. Mayor, please let me just say this: you don't get the credit that you deserve. Okay. You, you, Mr. Mayor, Rudy Giuliani, came into this city, a dysfunctional city, and cleaned it up. Yeah, and, Mr. Mayor, we, we're having a connection problem uh, with with the mayor's audio, folks, and we're going to uh, have this cleared up in just a minute. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Dominic Carter here with you. The, you're listening to the Mayor Rudy Giuliani show and um, we're going to clear this up in just a second. But but I just the, the mayor, the mayor can listen to what I'm saying. And here's why I say, folks, that he will go down as the greatest mayor of New York City ever. And I really believe this. And my Democratic friends, they get upset with me when I say this. Rudy Giuliani came into the city of New York 
as a Republican and cleaned up New York City and gave New York City standards, gave New York City standards that we did not have prior to him from all the past Democratic mayors. And so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Rudy Giuliani, I am telling you folks, and trust me, all you, all you have to do is pull up some of the clips where uh, the mayor and I would go at each other every day, but but it was never personal. And Rudy Giuliani never pulled one of the situations like 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 what's going on in Chicago, where the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot, said, oh, you know, over the Christmas break, I think it was last Christmas, that she was not going to sit down with, with any white reporters. Mayor Giuliani knew each and every day where I was going to be coming from in terms of the toughest questions possible. And every single day, every single day, Rudy Giuliani took the phone calls, the phone calls, the the questions, everything, everything. He did not duck the issues. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, the show that you're listening to around the country right now. And I am telling you, folks, that this is why this is why Mayor Giuliani will go down in history as the greatest mayor ever of New York City. Notice I didn't even mention, and and I'm here with you folks as we're trying to uh, correct the audio situation uh, that Mayor Giuliani is is uh, having right now. Um, it, it's still it's still uh, still some issues, uh, but 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 notice I didn't even mention folks. And no matter what city you're listening to from around the country, I didn't even mention 9/11 yet. I'm Dominic Carter here with you, and and I was going to be with the mayor for a couple of minutes for the first couple of minutes of his show, but we are having, we are experiencing some audio issues, and we're trying to get them worked out so that we can get Mayor Giuliani back to his show. But notice I didn't even mention 9-11. And with 9-11, we already know the term America's mayor. We all know that's where it came from because of the tremendous leadership that Mr. Giuliani illustrated during 9-11. But before that, before that, even when, when he was the mayor-elect and he sent the signal that the squeegee guys were gone, remember them? Remember them? Democratic mayors for years ignored the problem. And Mayor Giuliani came in with standards. I, I don't even think it's close when I say that he's going to go down as the best mayor ever of New York City. And, and he knows that I say this to him privately. And every time I do, he does not, he does not, uh, like it, I guess, because he, you know, he wants to focus on going forward, but he really was an outstanding mayor for New York city. Then when you, when you put that up against the mayors of New York city, 
that the city has now, that the city has now, you only appreciate Mr. Giuliani even more. And so the mayor is is now uh, 78 years old, but he's still going strong. And uh, I'm trying to figure out, uh, we, we're trying to get him back to you right now uh, to get him on the air, but the, uh, the technicians uh, are having problems. And uh, the mayor is, is going to call in. And so is he with us now? Okay. Okay. What we're going to do, what we're going to do, folks, you are listening to the Rudy Giuliani show. We're having some audio issues. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, the Rudy Giuliani show will continue. The Rudy Giuliani show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani show. I still have Dominic with me who thought he was just coming on for three minutes. <laughs> he's going to get paid overtime for this. I assure you. Thank you, Dominic, for, uh, for hang- hanging in there with us. And the point I wanted to make about you is you've got such knowledge of New York City, New York State politics. The practicality of your analysis is very, very valuable. And and you're not, yes, you're Republican. You're 10 now more conservative than liberal, but you're still very open-minded. Yes, sir. And you're still you're still able to see things. So I really, I, I wanted to ask you one question as long as I've got you. Sure, Mr. This, Mayor. This attack, you know, with the um, the guy who was radicalized, this is the first Islamic attack that I remember in New York in quite some time. You know, it's something, I'm not saying we forgot about it, but when you think of the fact that the police department is down quite a bit, you know, we never made up for the billion that de Blasio took out. I used to have 41,000 at the height of uh, 9-11, meaning uniformed officers. I think they're about 34 or 35,000 now. A guy like this, when you had enough cops, he'd have been followed. He was just like new on the list. Anybody new on the list, you followed them for three months intensively. And then you figured out they're for real or they're not. This guy wasn't being followed. And uh, something's wrong. Mr. Mayor, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And and that's one of the reasons why I point to your, and I'm going to come back to that, to your tenureship as mayor, um, and, and there's no need to discuss this, but you always represented New York first, New York first. It didn't matter. When Arafat was in town, I still recall that, and you didn't like what he was doing. You, you were like, dude, you're out of here. You know, it didn't matter what the State Department said, and I think New Yorkers can respect that and appreciate that. And I'm going to come back to the point. When the dung was at the uh, Brooklyn Museum, I mean, I can go on and on and on, and you were like, "We're not tolerating that here in the city of New York." I could go on and on. What you did with welfare, and here's the truth, Mr. Mayor, and I'm gonna ease back to this uh, this suspect that you just mentioned with with, yeah. commu- with communities of color, Mr. Mayor. What you gave you gave people of color the best gift that any official government can do and that is the gift of employment and in which i i couldn't believe it at the time when you changed the name of the welfare centers i believe to employment centers yeah yeah i changed it as a welfare office to employment office and 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 that sent a wonderful message 
in my opinion, particularly the communities of color, that they're going to be no free rides, that everybody's yeah, got to get up and work. And they can accomplish the same thing as anybody else. Yes, Mr. Mayor. We should, te- we should be telling all children, color notwithstanding, all black, all white, half white, half black, half brown, tell them the same thing. It's up to you. I it, mean, it really is up to you. And if you can have the work ethic, you're going to succeed. You may be great. You may be average, you may be okay, but if you have the work ethic, you're going to succeed, my son or daughter. Right, and Mr. Mayor, now now to bring it now to bring it back to this suspect with the uh, with the New York City police officers, yeah. with you with you, Mr. Mayor, uh, 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 behind that microphone uh, at City Hall, the message was sent loud and clear, which is the message of what it should be: that the mayor supports his police officers, right? They get the benefit of the doubt. That's the way it should be. And the message to the bad people of the world, the, and this is important, like this guy, the message that you sent, Mr. Mayor, and this is why I say that you are the best, the best mayor New York City has ever had, the message from Rudy Giuliani was, if you come here and you're planning something bad, we're going to catch you and you're going to jail. And we may catch you before it happens. And so, yeah, so you were very you were very proactive, Mr. Mayor. Our job, I, I used to, I used to say, I thought that Bratton and uh, and uh, Bernie and Howard Safer, the three of them together, and me, it took a while. It took three four years to do it. I thought we changed it from just arresting people to preventing crime. Our goal has to be to prevent crime. That's what people want. They don't want us to arrest somebody after they've been killed, right? Right, Mr. Mayor, they and to, they want not to be killed, and and that's exactly what you did. And and it was it was controversial in some quarters in terms of uh, the street crimes units and so on, and anti crime units, is. right? The undercover, but but Mr. Mayor, here's my point. Look at what we're dealing with now. So so the critics wanted to get rid of these uh, these uh, crime fighting initiatives. Look at what we're dealing with now, Mr. Mayor. Look yeah. at what we're dealing with now. And so and so I just want to be on the record because, you know, sometimes the critics have a weird way of changing history and rewriting history. You were oh, yeah. very good for the city of New oh, York. I am saying this as a very proud African-American male that grew up in this city, period. Yeah, Rudy I, Giuliani I, I, was great for this city. And I'm very honored that you're saying it because, you know, People can't remember it as well as I can, but even some of our colleagues remember. I, I, I remember one of my people saying, you got to be tougher on Dominic. You act like you're too friendly with him. And then he says nasty things about you, and, and it makes him more credible. I said, he doesn't say nasty things about me. Sometimes he says wrong things, sometimes <laughs> right things, but he's never actually personally nasty. Then I would point out somebody else, and I would say, that person is personally nasty, and don't worry. Next time I go out there, I'm going to take his pants off. <laughs> right, and and Mr. Mayor, you know, there there are they'll remain nameless. There are some mayors of New York City, and it is the second most difficult job in America. There are some mayors that that we have very little respect for as members of the Fourth Estate. You were never you were never one of those. Uh, as I've said before, and I've said this to. Uh, to journalism schools covering you was next to impossible with the hours that you put in and, and what mayor Adams recently did um, 
going on a vacation, disappearing for, for 48 hours. I don't recall that ever happening during your tenure. I don't recall it one time. I didn't think I could get away with it. <laughs> I, I think you guys would have found me. <laughs> one time one time, I put in a big thing about everybody had to drive within the speed limit, right? And I'm driving through, I'm driving through the, the tunnel of Staten Island, and all of a sudden, the Daily News calls up uh, one of my press uh, press people, either uh, Christine or I don't remember who she called up, a Sonny, and they said his car was doing 78 miles an hour. So I asked my police guy, "Were we doing 78 miles an hour?" The police guy says to me, "We're not capable of it." I said, "What are you talking about? You've been up to 110 when we had to get someplace." So no, we're not capable of it. And I said, "Wait a second, we can't lie." He said, well, that was the rule we had. I always told prior mayors, so I got caught violating my own rule. And I just apologized. I didn't go through a whole, you know, I didn't go through a whole defense of myself. Well, Dominic, thank you. I love having you as a colleague, and I want to have you on more. Okay? Yeah, you're the man, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for I having me. You're such a, you've done so much for New York. God bless Dominic Carter. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you. Everything seems to be working now. I was using was using our telephone for that one with the help of the wonderful and great Dominic Carter. And I was so happy to see how all of our people uh, really like Dominic. I mean, I've as you can tell, I've known him forever. And it really is interesting to see a guy who covered you from the other end and covered you tough, uh, but fair. I don't know if there's tough but fair anymore. I'll have to think. That wasn't what I was prepared for today. What I was prepared for was to challenge Mayor Adams' statement that things are going, uh, that things are going in the right, that he's got things going in the right direction. I think there are, I'm going to say this honestly now. Uh, Hochul, I think is, there's no hope. I think Hochul was a disaster choice of a crooked person who's involved in all kinds of crap and I don't have time for it right now. I mean, just a stadium for her husband and the million bucks and the sick, the 300 million donated to her, which was extracted by charging twice as much for COVID that you paid. I mean, this is a real slimy, low-down, local crook like the way Biden started. Uh, Adams, I don't say that about. So now, and Adams, I think, has good ideas. Doesn't have too many bad ideas. He doesn't follow through. That's, that's, that's... Um, but here's Adams. Uh, this is uh, cut six. I want to play it for you. I think it, it might be right, except for one thing. This is Eric Adams. We had some ups and downs. Uh, in the beginning of the year, 2022, we were dealing with uh, just a spike in crime, 40% of many of our major crimes, uh, shootings, homicides. We were zero focused on violent crimes, particularly gun violence and homicides. Double-digit decrease to men and women and the police department and other law enforcement agencies responded. And I'm just excited about what the year has to offer. It's about being safe. It's a prerequisite to our prosperity, and we're moving in the right direction. Okay. So I appreciate, as a leader, you've got to have a positive direction, and you've got to do it through positive reinforcement. So if I were in his position right now, right now, right where he is right now, I would emphasize how they brought shootings and how they brought uh, 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 murder down. 
because a lot of cities are not going to turn out that way. A lot of cities that are afflicted with what he has, a Soros-bought and paid-for person who increases murder on purpose in your city. That's what the DAs do in in Soros cities like Philadelphia, which has second, I think is going to set a record for murder for the second year in a row, or St. Louis, who's become the most dangerous city in America, or Chicago, which is a killing field every weekend, or I can go on and on. There are 40 of them. Uh, last year, 17 cities set a record for murder. All of them were Democrat cities. 14 of them were Soros prosecutors. So getting murder down, not bad. Uh, the other crime numbers, not good. The other crime number is not good. It's not good to have a 23% increase in uh, major crimes. Example, my first year, that was exactly the opposite, 30, 30% decrease just about, uh, and decrease in every crime category, including murder. Uh, grand larceny, 26% increase, big number. Felonious assault, 13%, big number. Rape, 7%. Not a big number, uh, a number that even, even could be explained by more people reporting them than having them. So I would not, I'd have to look at that number carefully before I said this is a growing problem or a problem remaining the same. Uh, shootings, they're doing the right thing. Uh, so now you take a look at what you're doing about shootings and what you're doing about murder. Uh, you do your ComStat. This is something for a little bit inside baseball. The way we work ComStat was among a thousand things, we look for areas where we were successful. So I, I would take, what are we doing right about murder and shootings that we're not doing right about grand larceny? We're up 26%. Also, the one they leave out is auto theft, and that number is uh, embarrassingly high. I think that's why they left it out. But auto theft is big all over the country. And when he says this is going on all over the country, that's both an excuse and not an excuse. It's going on all over the country because this crime wave is a crime. This is a politically created crime wave. It's a crime wave created by Joseph Biden, Kamala Harris, and what they permitted and uh, tacitly approved in 2020. That's why the crimes are different now. We never had these kind of uh, uh, completely random attacks. I don't remember lots of cases where somebody standing on the street and gets banged in the head by a baseball bat, either for no reason or just to grab a purse or just thrown on a subway station. Or the looting of stores and the knowledge that the police will not intervene. Of course, they're just mimicking what they saw in 2020. In 2020, they saw hours and hours and hours of people stealing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of items. And police officers, including in the greatest city in the world, New York, just standing by and watching. That builds something in your head. Criminals are not unaware. They're not stupid. You know, when they put cameras in banks, bank robberies fell by 80%. And uh, thefts of bars and and liquor stores and other stores went up 70%. So they basically America was giving them permission to go loot the stores. Now they see somebody goes into Apple's store, takes out all the cell phones, and they see the security guard telling the people who want to intervene, don't intervene, and they see no cops. So they say, where's the downside to that one? I'm going to grab myself a couple thousand dollars worth of cell phones. 
nobody's going to interfere. No cops are going to come by because, uh, and if, if they did, uh, Bragg doesn't consider this much of a crime. But we never see them anyway. And the security people, I don't know what they're security people for, except to stand there and prevent people from having a steal. That's a new job for a security person. My uncles were, that were cops, a few of them became security people in banks. They were there to stop the bank robbery, not to make it possible for the bank robber to conduct the bank robbery and there would be no violence. Now, that's a very subtle but important change, and that's why crime is going through the roof. And why is it worse elsewhere than in America? Now, Mr. Adams does say we are still the safest large city in America, but I would like a little credit for that. It's not because of him. It's because of what I did and what Bloomberg did. And those numbers are now eroding. And it took me three years. I mean, you look at the numbers the first couple of years I was mayor, it's worse than right now. But by the third year and the fourth year and the fifth year, and by my eighth year, it was the largest reduction in all forms of crime ever in the history of New York City. And please let me add, the largest reduction in crime ever in the history of the United States of America. So please don't tell me I don't know what I'm doing or don't tell me it was my police commissioner who did it. My police commissioner helped greatly, and I am enormously appreciative. All three of them. Well, how did it happen with three different ones? And the last one had the highest reduction. Because they were basically my ideas that I had had for 10, 12, 15 years and written about. Work with Professor James Q. Wilson. It's the area I was an expert the, the stuff you really should be amazed by is the miracles I did in the areas I wasn't an expert, like uh, cut welfare in half. I don't know anything about that, or cut taxes by more than any other. The reason I was because I was a Republican in a city that w what didn't know anything to, to corrupt politics of this city, and they all do. They can't do what they want because they are limited by politics, and that's a form of corruption. Adams can't get the change in the bail laws, he can't, which is creating half the crime that we have. Adams can't get the change in the laws in which a 17-year-old a, a can chop his father's head off and be treated as a juvenile. He can't get a change in that because he doesn't have, well, he could do it as a Democrat. He just doesn't have the couillons to go up against the party. So I would go right into their districts, and I would explain every day how uh, Mr. Hasty or, or whatever he is, whatever you call him now, uh, Hasty. We'll just call him Hasty, so I don't get in trouble on pronouns and nouns, and everything else. And the other one, the other, the other uh, pro criminal leader in the legislature, who have the record of producing more crime in New York just about anybody. I'd go in there just to campaign against him every day. When uh, a crime happened uh, by someone who had to be let out on bail or by a person who was uh, classified a juvenile who was a dangerous criminal, I'd say this would not be the case if you weren't stupid enough to elect. <clears throat> and then I would see who has more uh, political ability, me or them. Who's a better politician? If they're a better politician than me, what the hell am I doing as a mayor? Jesus, I, you know, when do they ever get a million votes? You think they could do as well on television as I do? I'm talking about Adams now. Adams happens to be damn good on television. Adams, Adams, is, Adams has, here's what bothers me about, Adams reminds me of my mother's reaction to me when I didn't get the grades I should get. 
She said, I wouldn't get angry for not getting an A+. Plus. I'd get a B. And she'd be angry at me. She'd say, you're capable of it. You're very smart. You're just playing baseball too much. Well, maybe he's going to clubs too much. He's capable of it, damn it. I never talk like this about de Blasio. De Blasio, we just had to wait for him to go. We don't have to. Adams can do it if he would concentrate on it and not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. They're going to respect you more. You go right in those districts, man, and you say, see the majority leader? He's the majority leader of, of this. Then he's the reason more people are leaving New York than any state in the country. You proud of that? And why are they leaving? Because they're afraid they're going to be harmed by the people that he lets out on bail. There's seven, 8,000 people walking around the city of New York that wouldn't be if Bloomberg or Giuliani were the mayor and that law weren't in effect. You, you know what those seven or 8,000 people do around a city? They make it impossible for New York City to be a livable city, and we're losing the people who pay the bills. And it keeps up. These guys are going to degenerate the city. Don't let them buy you off with some local band or some local freebies because there ain't going to be much left to buy anybody off with if they keep it up. You have got to create political fights if you want to change the status quo. If you're afraid to change the status quo, you're like every other useless politician. So let's go to Melvin in the home of the New York Yankees, the Bronx. In 1998, the KKK held a rally at Foley Square. That same year you was mayor, yet you was missing an action. Yet you told about you told you against uh, people coming here who are destructive. You know, the KKK has been in the system. My grandma was telling you about down there in North Carolina. Plus, you got the sons and daughters of the Confederacy walking around here talking nonsense and being double and conducting activities in that, not only in the city of New York, but throughout Melvin, this Melvin, 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 Melvin. Are you okay? I'm always okay, sir. What are you talking about? I was talking about in 1998 when you was married to the city of New York when the KKK held a rally at Foley Square and I was down there protesting against them and you was missing an action. I wasn't missing an action. I was right in City Hall yeah. monitoring it. You only had about four KKK people there, maybe five, and they had to wear their masks. Do you know why? Do you, do you know why? They, Mr. Mr. To demonstrate the Confederacy. Melvin, Melvin, Melvin. Melvin. Melvin, you don't read. That's the problem. So now, if Melvin, if Melvin, if you would calm down and you'd like to hear. Melvin. Okay. Now let's talk like normal human beings. Melvin, I went to court to stop them from having their demonstration. The court ruled they were allowed to have their demonstration. I took out a law that was 110 years old and said, yes, but they would have to wear masks. If they would have to take their masks off if they did it because there was an anti-mask law in New York that no one, no mayor, no governor in the history of this state had ever used before. I used it. It resulted in only a few of them showing up and there were I'd say 2,000 demonstrators, and what, about 12 of them. The real risk now, we were going to get them killed. And although I have no regard for the KKK, I hate the KKK, and unlike President Biden, I've never given a eulogy at a KKK leader's funeral, I had to protect them also. They had four hours. So I had my chief of uh, the department there. I had my chief lawyer there. I was four blocks away, ready to come if I was needed, 
sitting in City Hall all day on a Saturday, if you remember, and it comes to be f- 3 o'clock, and the head of the KKK says, can we have another hour to uh, protest? And uh, the head of the police said, uh, uh, no, you can't. We're leaving now. If you want to stay, you can stay. What that meant was that 12 KKK people would have been consumed by the 2,000 demonstrators, of which obviously you were one. Of course he wasn't going to do that. We knew he wasn't going to do that. And we got him out of there with his life. And that was the end of the four-hour protest. Originally, they wanted to protest for two days. Originally, they wanted to protest with their headgear on. Originally, they wanted 12 to 13 blocks. And because I went to court and lost, they got four hours in one place, outnumbered 2,000 to 12. So that's one of the things that you and the stupid New York Times list as a court loss for me. When I look at my court losses, they have no idea why I went to court. I went to court because I knew I could limit them. This ain't a loss to the taxi drivers, except I got them down from an all-day strike to a three-hour strike before traffic started. You see, the problem is that a lot of you liberals who get so emotional, it isn't that you're not smart enough, you lose your intellect and you can't keep up with me. So now we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani. Back again with the Rudy Giuliani Show and the Mayor's Final Thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. A new year, a new contribution. Now, $11 a month to T2T.org will support an organization that is doing miracles for the people who need it the most. They take care of families who have lost uh, uniform members in the line of duty. They're there to pay for the mortgage on the home. And they are also there for families who have lost their loved ones, uh, who, who have lost their loved ones in the sense that they're not able to use their limbs as they would like to, their paraplegics or something similar to that. And therefore, they build homes that are smart homes that allow them the maximum amount of independence. Now, don't you want to be part of that? Of course you do. So, $11 a month, T2T.org. So, I want to, first of all, uh, congratulate King, Kingsley Mai, who was the first baby born in the new year at the stroke of, ding, uh, stroke of midnight. And uh, it was uh, at New York City Health and Hospitals South of Brooklyn uh, Health Center. Uh, Kingsley is 6 pounds, 7.6 ounces, and 19 inches long, and was born there accidentally because Mama was on the train headed for another hospital and realized, whoop, and there she went there, and that hospital had nobody other babies there, and they delivered her New York City Hospital, a New York City hospital. 
I remember New York City Hospital. I ran them and I made them damn good. Also, I want to I want to point out that I wanted to go into greater detail, but as you know, we got off on other things and technical difficulties, etc. But uh, in uh, Idaho, in catching in catching uh, uh, the guy who is still very very obscure as to what happened and why it happened, and uh, uh, the guy who was going to you know who was who was getting his master's degree in criminology. Uh, the, the way they caught him was really, really very tech. And I'd have to say um, they're all things that I had something to do with uh, originating at an early stage, DNA in particular, because of our DNA laboratory. But they matched all the DNA, and it took months or weeks, I would say, to do it, because they had to do it through a pool, and I'm not going to go into the details of it, but it's very, very complicated. You sort of put all the DNA in, and then you get matches, and then you get matches on matches, and, blah, 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 and you finally can uh, zero it down to a person or two. But the second one is the pings. They went after the cell phone pings, and they were able to put him with the the girls, the four girls that were killed, in the time leading up to the killing numerous times, disproportionately numerous times. Well, when I say put him, I mean put his cell phone with their cell phone within... 50 feet, 100 feet, 200 feet, 1,000 feet, two blocks, one block, outside a, outside a, a, a restaurant. But uh, uh, they haven't released the details, but amounts that uh, uh, amount to rather huge amounts of time that would only be consistent with the fact that he was uh, tracking them or stalking them. At least that was the argument the prosecutor would make, or that's the inference you would draw from it. Now, that technology that is what they used in 2000 Mules, which turns out to be absolutely accurate about the stealing of the election in 2020. We'll talk more about that tomorrow and tonight at 8 o'clock. This is Rudy Giuliani. God bless America. Talk to you tomorrow.